What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps us out quite a bit. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with Wynn Dolphin from Twisted Spoke Apothecary. Uh, Wynn reached out to me, I don't know, what, like two years ago when he was uh, starting his company, his CBD company. And uh, yeah, I've been hooked on it ever since. And, you know, you've heard it on the podcast before uh, with the, they've sponsored the podcast. We did a few ads, but uh, this time we sit down and we dive in with Wynn on how CBD can help one another, how CBD can help athletes. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's all around. Wynn is a great dude and, and is, you know, he's a cyclist as well. And so it, it really helps to know that we have somebody in that space that's helping us speed up our recovery. But anyways, enough of me talking let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode but first let's hear a quick message from the sponsors and guys goo energy is sponsoring the podcast this week um goo energy gels provide effective convenient energy on the go in tasty flavors meant to motivate and inspire they even have stroop waffles that provide an all energy of a gel but in a more snackable form it fits easily into a pocket and is great for lower intensity activities or as a pre-workout snack for breakfast uh, it's my favorite when we warm it up over a cup of coffee um, but i also love their hydration tabs i use the hydration tabs uh, just for a daily drink honestly uh, keep me hydrated and they kind of create this little fizzy uh, kind of this like fizzy soda kind of style drink and it's really enjoyable but anyways you can get 20% off your order if you go to gooenergy.com that's g-u-energy.com and use code out of bounds that's 20% off your order at gooenergy.com use code out of bounds also back for another episode of Sierra Nevada. Guys, we've talked about Sierra Nevada a few times now. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can't get enough of the hazy IPA that they make, the hazy little thing. So be sure to go check them out at sierranevada.com. That's sierranevada.com. And go pick up your little things pack today. Also back for another episode is Drink Simply. Guys, this is maple water that is ultra hydrating plant-powered water from maple trees. It's a natural hydration created by trees. No sugars added or sweeteners and half the sugar of coconut water. Guys, it's super refreshing. And honestly, if you have too many of those uh, hazy IPAs that I was talking about earlier, it's a great hangover cure. It's also super sustainable. Not only is the packaging in an eco-friendly carton, but the business of maple water preserves North American forages, forests, which mitigates the climate change provides clean air and preserves critical habitats for thousands of wildlife species. If you want to learn more, just go to drinksimple.com. That's drinksimple.com. If you get super excited about this maple water, all you need to do is use code out of bounds for 15% off at their checkout. So go to drinksimple.com and get yourself some maple water today using code out of bounds. But other than that, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Auto Collective Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps us out quite a bit. But uh, anyways, we're sitting here with Wynn Dolphin of uh, Twisted Spoke CBD. Good friend of mine. Um, also a sponsor of mine. And uh, But first, you know, good friend. Uh, but anyways, Wynn, how you doing, dude? Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's this is a long time coming, right? Because you're you're one of the listeners. So are you going to listen back to this? A hundred percent. I mean, I listen. I don't think, I think I've listened to every podcast you've ever done. 
Yeah. And so, so you're going to listen to your own episode. I listen to every single podcast we do. I've, I have. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Even in the editing process, I don't listen back to it. Really? I don't listen back. No. No. I yeah, you're right. Because one time I called you out on an edit and was like, John, you need to go gr- grab that pause. And you had a pause, and I and I actually caught one of your uh, gaps, and you were like, "Thanks, dude." Oh, that was that was actually just a goof in the edit with um, where I would lined it up, so I like had nothing to do with where it was recorded. Um, ah. But yeah, I actually don't I don't listen to the like the like what I sound like. Like I check audio volume, and then I check gaps, and that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my forte, but anyways, um, tell us a little bit about you, dude. Like where, where do you come from? Who are you? What's twisted spoke? And let's just kind of dive into it that way. So, um, I grew up in the Bay area. Um, I was in a group in a cycling family. My dad was a avid road racer when I was a kid. He was a mountain bike racer before that. And I grew up idolizing bike messengers and bike racers and um the bay area had no shortage of awesome people to kind of inspire me to be a part of the cycling community and so it was kind of um natural um actually my high school is the first high school in the country to have a mountain bike racing team and my coach went on to found nika um and oh shit for real yeah um and so we we were kind of we were the test case that now is used all over the nation um it's been really fun to reconnect with those coaches and talk to them about you know what i'm doing and seeing and showing them there's other ways to be a part of the cycling community other than just racing because initially that was my plan to try to be a racer and that did not work out (laughs) yeah no and so why didn't it work out why do you say that um so i um I have a long history with drug addiction and so alcohol was always my nemesis and um, okay. I always had a hard time balancing the two and so I dropped out of high school really young um yeah found the bicycle again went to work as a bike messenger in San Francisco and um then we and then I decided that I could do the thing and so I moved to Durango to go to Fort Lewis College, as you do, um, because at the time they were the program to be a part of and uh, wanted to give it a shot and also wanted to go back to college and um, did both of those things and then quickly met my wife and we had a child. And so the priority became making money. And so I went back to what I always knew how to do, which was selling cannabis and managing marijuana dispensaries. And uh, yeah. And so that's what I did for um, basically a decade to make ends meet and pay the bills. And it was always a question. Well, let's, of, let's dive into this a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, and, and as, as many people, if you're watching, like, and you just saw me like all over the place, I was trying to plug in this, uh, this keyboard, but let's dive into, uh, because I wanted to pull up Twisted Spoke online, but if uh, let's dive into your drug addiction. Like if you, if you're comfortable with chatting about that, like, I mean, bro, I remember like you brought it up to me and I was, I was like, I didn't want to bring it up much more because one, I kind of wanted to hear the story on the podcast, but, but two, it's like, bro, you own a fucking, like practically a dispensary. Like it's a CBD, 
like you guys sell stuff with THC in there too, right? We don't sell anything that's an intoxicant as long as you follow dosage recommendations. But yes, okay. there are products with THC, but as a rule, we do not sell intoxicants. Okay. And is that rule more or less legality or is that more or less like, because hmm. even if I'm right with Gabe as well, Gabe's sober as well too. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And that was a big, me and Gabe met working in a bike shop. I left the marijuana industry as I was trying to get sober and I had a couple months of sobriety under my belt. And I met Gabe, who's my business partner and the co-owner of Twisted Spoke. Um, and he had years of sobriety under his belt. Wow. And so it was great to build a community within the cycling community that supported my sobriety. And it was a huge part of why I was successful. Um, yeah. Because then Gabe, Gabe makes kombucha, yeah. which is like borderline beer yeah. without it being beer <laughs> and we say that i'm cali sober so i still smoke marijuana and i smoke yeah. THC products and i use THC products all the time all day every day but in a healthy in, in a healthy way like it, the moment you yeah i don't i'm hyper productive um and you know i'm very methodical with when and how i use it um yeah but gabe doesn't use any thc at all he has not and as long as he hasn't consumed alcohol, he has not consumed THC and that's his sobriety. And so one of the things we like to talk about is like, there's different choices folks can make. And we have two different product lines. We have a full spectrum, which has yeah. a below 0.3% THC. And then we have an isolate line, which has 0.00 um, THC in it, which is great for folks that THC may feel, make them feel like they're challenging their sobriety. Or if you're yeah. an athlete, on race day, you don't have to be worried about being in violation of the spirit of WADA's rules. Yeah. And so again, how does like, why did you, is there like a reason, is it more than, is it more to it than just being like, oh yeah, I'm an adult that can't, I can't have a casual drink. Is that like why you decided to become sober or like, yeah, I almost ruined my life. Um, so I, this nice. is okay. And so before we dive into this, this is like new to me. Cause like trying to like get somebody to talk about this, I'm like, feel like I'm walking on eggshells. So if I'm going too far, just let me know. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, um, I don't right, talk perfect. enough. Um, actually, um, my four year anniversary of being sober is in five days. So actually it'll oh, be congrats, right. Congrats, man. Cast launches. Um, yeah, yeah. and so on the 16th, it'll be four years. And Sweet. I had to get, a DUI. I had to get arrested. Um, I had to almost get a divorce a couple of times. I yeah. had to make a lot of really extreme errors um, to realize that I could no longer hold it together. Because for many years, I was super functional and yeah. would drink at lunch meetings and would, you know, alcohol is a big part of the cannabis culture, believe it or not, because in Colorado, you're allowed to drink on the job. You cannot smoke marijuana on the job. And it's a big, it's a big part of the cycling culture, man. It's like, too, it's a big part right? of a lot of culture, right? Yeah. And, um, I, and it, it very, it slowly over a period of about 10 years went from being, oh yeah, when gets too drunk sometimes to when gets too drunk all the time. Um, oh, shit. and you know, I'm one of those people. It's like, if I have one or two drinks, like I can't stop. Um, and you know, if I had one drink today, would I be able to stop? Probably. But if I had yeah, two, because I, like that, I don't know. that meant, 
well it's probably like yeah. the mental break of just like sobriety and like you're like oh shit this is wrong yeah um, and also and i mean i got away from bicycle i got away from being healthy i got away from the cycling community as a whole i still rode bikes occasionally but i was way more interested in going to the bar than going on a bike ride um yeah. and cycling has been a big part of bringing me back to being sober um yeah. having another healthy outlet but also cbd is a really interesting tool um because cbd is a modulator and it modulates our body's natural systems and that's what we'll, yeah. we'll touch on this later but in terms of addiction stuff what's happening is it's an over firing or an under firing of a certain part of type of your brain that's telling you you need this substance yeah and if we can consume CBD regularly, we're actually lower that, that part of your brain that's sending that signal. And we tell it to send less of that signal. So you have less cravings. Those cravings are more manageable. Um, and we yeah. don't talk about that a lot because it's not a big part of how we market our products. But if you know somebody who is interested in trying to get sober and is looking for a tool um, to help them on that path, we really think that CBD can do that for you. Um, do you think it's, do you think it's, there's a, there's a time and a place, right? Like, is it like, is there a too quick, like, do you think people would start abusing it? You get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, fuck, like, and I, and I don't know if you were ever like this extreme, but like, I mean, you know, there's people that drink fucking mouthwash to yeah. like, it's just to get their fix and, and, and hide it. Right. And so like, you know, it's, it's really like Cali sober. And, and this is, this is just my opinion. And, and more or less, like it's an, it's an interesting sobriety to me. Sure. And, um, but at the same time, right? Like if, if it couldn't work, then we would all kind of need to be sober. You see what I'm saying? So what I mean by that is, is like, um, you know, if, you know, if everyone could drink and drink responsibly, we would not have such thing as sobriety. Right. And then if everybody could smoke weed, vice versa, you know, and so Cali sober kind of makes sense to me. Cause it's like, okay, you can kind of get your fix. And as well as like, it is a medicine, it is used as a medicine. I mean, it was legal as a medicine before it was a, a recreation. Right. And so, um, and so, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like Cali sober is a bit confusing to me because of the extremes, some abusers and addicted you know, people with addiction can go through to, to, to just get that fix. And so there has to, like, there was no chance and maybe I'm wrong. There was no chance you were Cali sober right from the rip. Now, mind you, four years ago, I don't even know if mar marijuana was legal four years ago here, but were yeah. you, were you Cali sober right from the rip? Yep. I never stopped smoking marijuana. I used it as a tool, um, to help. Was me. there a mo was there a moment though, where you were like, okay, I'm going to quit drinking and then we'll see if that's the problem. And then I'm going to quit smoking and then we'll see if that's the problem. You see what I'm saying? Like, like if, yeah. if I still have a problem, then I'll also quit smoking. You get what I mean? Yeah. And I guess because cannabis has been such a, like an integral part of my life, my dad is a marijuana activist. It, I grew yeah. up watering marijuana plants. It's, I've had many friends that have gone to prison for this fight. I have risked my own freedom for this fight and so it's a part of who I am. And so it's something that I really didn't want to give up. And it was a yeah. personal choice that I made. And in a lot of sober circles, there were definitely people who frowned upon that choice. And as yeah. I was initially going through recovery and going to AA meetings and doing the work, 
um, it was hard to find sponsors. It was hard to find other people within that community who were respective and uh, re who were respectful of that choice. Um, so being Cali sober isn't very, very open. Like it's not very welcome in the sober community. It, it if I'm hearing this right. Only in the last three years has it been sort of kind of accepted. Before that, it was a big no-no. Yeah. I mean, it's a very new thing within sobriety circles for it to be accepted. It's becoming more accepted all the time. Um, yeah. But it's in, but it is. It's a challenge for folks, um, especially because, like, because, like, even to my knowledge, like, some people that are sober, like, if they get injured, they don't even take morphine or Percocet or any of that shit. I, I like, crashed recently and had to get seventeen stitches in my elbow just like two weeks ago, John. And they wanted to yeah. give me morphine in the hospital. I was like, hell no. Yeah. And so, yeah, because so people are people are like big time against that stuff, right? Yeah. And I mean, I I will occasionally take an opioid in an extreme scenario, like post-surgery. But if I can avoid it, I know that it's a tipping time bomb. Um, cannabis is not addictive, right? Mm. So does, is there room for abuse with a product that can cause the side effects that cannabis does? Yes. But is it addictive? No. And really, so what makes I, you say it's not addictive? Are you saying it's not medically or brain addictive? Because like, I think, right. I think so the definition of addiction is that over long-term use, your body is going to stop producing certain chemicals and produce more of other chemicals to trigger a biological response that craves that thing. Okay. THC, CBD, cannabinoids does not have that effect. What we've learned recently okay. and the science is changing on this, but so you could get addicted to the feeling of being high, but not addicted right. to the actual substance itself. Exactly. Got exactly. it. Um, Whereas like, like if I quit, like, for example, I had to make this coffee mm -hmm. and I was, cause I was getting a headache and I was like, oh, I need a coffee. Yeah. Like that's kind of where we're Okay. So that's the physical effect. So <laughs> caffeine causes physical withdrawal symptoms where marijuana will, when marijuana, hemp, cannabis, they all are interchangeable almost, uh, will not cause that physical withdrawal symptom. Certain people, especially people who may suffer from other mental health conditions, can sometimes have some mental withdrawal symptoms that are reported, um, yeah. but it's not consistent. And when they've looked at these studies, right, the federal government has spent millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to prove that marijuana is addictive and they have failed. Um, yeah. There's the one type of study you could get approved in the last 30 years up until the last like seven years, which now we've been able to study it openly. But before that, the only things were studies that were trying to prove that it was bad, that it caused harm, that it was addictive, that it was a gateway drug. And every single one of these theories has been disproven. It has been used for over 5,000 years in traditional medicine across the world in really high doses and really high concentrations with no reported side effects um, no reported deaths, um, sorry, no reported ill side effects. Um, Got it. Right. So it's, it's a pretty impressive safety profile. There is nothing that is safer that we can consume that has the positive um, 
and such strong effects as marijuana. We, we regular or cannabis or hemp. We regularly like to joke with folks that water has a much higher toxicity rate than cannabis or hemp does. It's much, much wow. easier to make yourself sick with water than it is with cannabis or hemp. Especially um, here in Colorado. Yeah. Boom. There you go. <laughs> um, well, all right. So, and then I guess, how do you find yourself going to Gabe and like being like, hey, man, you know, because addicts are funny, right? And like, I think like it's in, by funny, I mean like people look at addicts as these like, be careful. Like you're about to get into business with an addict. Like anything can happen, right? And like people just have these extremes of addicts. And so the fact that I thought like that's the moment I became addicted to YouTube. Like I thought the chemistry and the thing was cool. Like, because I think I met you guys, like you called me one day or you shot me a message and you're like, yo, you should just come by. Let's meet, let's chat. It's like, yeah, sure. And I get to know you guys. And like within the 20 minutes, you go, you both were like, yeah, we're sober, like this, that, and the other. And I was just like, holy fuck, like, how is this going to work? Like, you know, because I didn't know how fresh it was. It was a new company, you know, and like with new companies and new businesses, shit's all over the place. So like, was there some thoughts of like, oh, fuck, like I'm putting a lot of trust into Gabe and Gabe's putting a lot of trust into me. And like, you know what I mean? Business is hard in general. And going to business, yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> is not ever recommended. Um, yeah, yeah, and so we wrote and we had this exact conversation when we were starting of what would happen if either one of us relapsed. And we actually yeah. have clauses in our business agreement about how the business structure would operate if, God forbid, one of us relapsed. Um, wow, I don't see that happening. We're both really, really strong in our sobriety, even For with sure. all the stress of the new business, it's not something that really ever crosses my mind anymore. Um, yeah. And I know Gabe feels even more that way. Um, yeah. He has a decade of sobriety where I have less than half a decade of sobriety. Um, yeah. And so, so it was definitely a concern and it should, but it should be a concern for all people. And it shouldn't just be addicts that are writing this into their business plans. Honestly, you should have addiction clauses in all business plans. Um, That's a good point. Because it's, it's an it's an under talked about issue in America, and especially right yeah. now, we're seeing coming out of COVID, we're seeing new addictions and more people addicted than ever before. Um, yeah, cyclists included, right? You know, I mean, I love for sure. You know, and I'm sorry to bring it back to the product, but like, you know, a big part of why we started this company was looking at the damage that performance enhancing drugs have done to the pro peloton and looking at can cbd be used in replacement of some of those performance enhancing drugs and act as a support to athletes is it going to increase your red blood cell count no is it going to increase your testosterone level no but if we can support the body's other natural systems and make it a little more comfortable for the athlete are they less likely to reach into the medicine cabinet for a bunch of shit they're not supposed to be taking um for sure and and I really believe that CBD can be used as an alternative for folks um, that's really helpful, um, yeah. both as an athlete and in real life. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I think I think it's really cool and I think it's really like an interesting thing. So let's let's dive into your products a little bit. I think, you know, it, even this is going to be a little bit of an education for me, but yeah, the one thing I really want to like, you know, I you were a sponsor of this podcast for a long time and 
I'm, I was a huge fan of the CBN bedtime tincture. Like, boom, put me straight out to sleep. Um, it is what it says it is. It's like you take the tincture, and boom, you're out. You have a great night's sleep. Um, and then, but the CBD, the CBD energy chews, I haven't had the the pleasure of fully trying yet. But uh, but yeah, what let's like the whole goal of this is to to use during a race, right? Or use during an event. Yeah. So the goal was always to formulate products with an athlete first focus. And our goal was always to create a performance nutrition product, but we wanted to roll it out slowly because it's not something that I have made a lot of products that are somewhat similar to what we currently provide for other companies before we started this company. But the energy yeah. chew product was really unique and different. And we're really the first company in the world to make a performance nutrition product with CBD that truly is that. A lot of other people have marketed things similarly, but the formulation doesn't doesn't actually um, equal performance nutrition. Our, this product is a performance nutrition product first with some CBD to act, give you that support. And it really is the first of its kind. And it ha we've had some trials and tribulations with that product and bringing it to market just because we're learning. And also the product is insanely popular. So we haven't been able to produce it fast enough up until about two weeks ago and only in like in the last few weeks have I had enough to to even get all of our shops stocked and to get our um, get start getting some to athletes so it's just been a very slow and um, process because we really wanted to make sure the nutritional profile was dialed first um, we can't make a lot of medical claims about CBD we can make a lot of medical claims about sugar um, yeah. these are 60, 40 ratio glucose to fructose, um, which is the scientifically proven maximal absorption ratio of carbohydrates. Each packet is 30 grams of carbs. We're recommending that you either consume that with other carbohydrate products for an endurance, um, situation or consume even three of ours an hour to reach that 90 grams of carbs per hour. If you consume only my product, you're also going to be getting 75 milligrams of CBD an hour, which is a lot. Um, it's enough that you really should see some positive gains, both in your mental headspace when you're in that pain cave, but also just in terms of getting your body to not hurt and be in quite as much discomfort. It should really dial it down a little bit. Um, Would you start so to feel any fatigue or like sleepiness? That's a great question, John. Um we have not had anyone report that. And yeah. we have heard that people who take large quantities right before lifting workouts and things like that might feel a little bit more lethargy, but specifically when it comes to an endurance um, style of workout, you're already have, you already have so much blood pumping. You're already in a pretty dark headspace that um, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. Gabe has, um, again, doesn't consume THC. He also has a very, um, he's very attuned into his body and CBD affects him really heavily. He has consumed these, uh, tons of these over the course of bike rides. And as long as you're doing that workout, you don't get the, sometimes people will describe an overdose of CBD as feeling a little bit flighty. Um, yeah. you don't feel any of that when you're riding and you also don't really feel any lethargy. Um, because you're already stimulated, you already have endorphins going, you already have blood going. Um, 
if you were to sit there and consume three packages an hour while you were sitting at your desk, hmm, I don't know. You might. Um, Maybe. But also, CBD shouldn't make you tired. Um, yeah. It makes you feel relaxed, and that can be misconstrued as lethargy. Got but it. really, what you're feeling is a decrease in anxiety more so than feeling tired. That's why the CBN product exists is because CBN is so much more effective at making us tired and a good night's sleep is not marginal gains. It's just gains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, like I said, I mean, I still think that stuff is, uh, I mean, it's liquid gold in the bottle. I mean, honestly, it's some of the best sleep I get. Um, and, and, and I, I try to, I try to, uh, try not to take it every night, but, um, you know, the one night when I'm like, man, I just can't go to sleep. But I'm gonna take that, wake up, best day. It's great. And so I guess, you know, and then and then the chamois cream, like that's that's new. Like that we we've never seen that before, but it's it makes so much sense. Um, especially for ultra endurance athletes. So let's dive into the chamois cream creation. Yeah, so I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, there's a company called Hello Blue CBD, and they did launch the first ever CBD-infused chamois cream. Um, it was one of the many chamois creams that we looked at when we were doing our R&D um, formulation stuff. And um, we were really discouraged by the lack of cannabinoids in that product, and we really felt like there's no way that you're getting any medicinal value or any real benefit for, from these topicals with small amounts of cannabinoids. Your skin in general does a really bad job of absorbing cannabinoids. Um, yeah. I'm always going to recommend you take it orally. Topically is secondary. Yeah. Um, it's like 20% versus 60%. It's a huge difference. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And um, we also found that CBD wasn't necessarily the best compound to use topically by itself and that it worked a lot better with some of its friends. Um, and so we used another compound called CBG and we also have, so we have 500 milligrams of CBG and a thousand milligrams of CBD and they work in conjunction with one another. They have a lot of similarities. They both have some very mild analgesic qualities or pain relieving qualities. They both have anti-inflammation. But CBG, interestingly enough, has an affinity for skin. Um, it does a better job of getting absorbed. I'm saying that out of personal experience, not out of data. We're working yeah. on that data right now. Um, but what we do know from laboratory situations is that it's one of the most powerful antimicrobials and antibacterials in nature, period. Um, it'll fight MRSA in a Petri dish. So there's been not been any studies on humans yet, but in a Petri dish, it'll fight antibiotic-resistant staph infections. And to kind of go back to that, me wanting to be a racer thing, um, saddle sores have always been my absolute nemesis. Um, yeah, without fucking TMI, man. I mean, that fucking chamois cream was almost borderline healing mm -hmm. me yep. while riding, which was yep. fucking rad. <laughs> and that's why I was a huge fan of it. They're also lotions. And our chamois cream is yeah. not a lotion. It's a, it's, as, as, you, as you know, it's very waxy. And in hot, humid conditions like Kansas um, or yeah. Florida or just a rainy day here in Colorado, it's going to stick around on the chamois longer than any other chamois cream out there just because of the other compounds we add in. We, we wax sure. our chains. Why not wax our butts too, right? <laughs> yeah, no, um, for sure. 
no but um no yeah like i think i think i think that's i think that's what's so impressive about some of these products is like it's just common sense honestly as shitty as that sounds i know you guys have done a lot of like hard work on these products but like yeah like fuck i mean you know an energy chew with some cbd in it like makes so much sense like it just makes sense and uh you know and you know stuff that you're saying it's like you're, you're breaking it down and it just makes sense but anyways guys if you if you want to go check out twisted spoke all you need to do is go to twisted spoke apothecary.com or i think you can go to twisted spoke cbd.com as well yeah um, we're trying to eliminate then, <laughs> yeah so um but i found out what apothecary meant when i first met um win so you can figure out what apothecary means all you have to do is go to google um but before i let you roll dude you know we got to ask the infamous question bro and you've you've listened to this podcast enough man if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual dead alive what kind of coffee would you have and uh who's that person bro every time it's gonna be my dad um your dad my best friend um my favorite writing partner um legal counsel cbd counsel um <laughs> right all on around badass and uh well honestly sounds like a little bit of an inspiration too to to what you're doing yeah um 100 so. you know ride, riding bikes with dad and watering pot plants with dad and here i am today um <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah i would probably do the aeropress um sick with the twisted spoke blend of course yeah yeah twisted spoke hold fast coffee combo is uh you can't go wrong bro can't go wrong well, when thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, man. Guys, if you, again, if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. Also, be sure to go test, check out Twisted Spoke Apothecary.com or Twisted Spoke CBD.com. They're trying to eliminate the apothecary. But uh, yeah, you can also click on the link in the description below. And uh, other than that, guys, we'll see you next time. Cheers.